0: Welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. This is Tara and EJ Kerwin. Hello, hello. Always so grateful to be here and provide lots of knowledge on how to help individuals and couples be their best selves with yourself and with each other.
1: Yeah, and sometimes we have topics where you know, it's sort of a maybe a little bit of a stretch or something to kind of to apply them to couples. You know, we want almost everything that we are talking about here to be of service to couples. You right. know, we do talk about, you know, all of our work is about individuals growing in the service of a relationship. Um, but this topic today, oh, I think is one. one is that, like, it is huge, huge with couples. You know, it is something that is... uh you know, whatever's going on, whether it's something really big struggles that are happening or even just kind of the normal, you know, communication and, yeah. you know, just kind of the normal low-level stuff that they face that's really important for them to deal with. And it's a, it's a concept called Fierce Accountability. And we're lucky enough to once again have Jessie Crawl and therapist at our center who's Yay. been on a number of times talking about a few different things. And she brought this topic to us and we were like, yes. So, yes, Jesse." Welcome back to uh, Relationship Renovation Podcast.
2: Thank you. It's so good to be here.
1: So fierce accountability.
2: What made you want to do it in the first place? Oh my gosh! I just not to rant, but I get so tired of people being in these like tit for tat, mm-hmm. scorekeeping kind of situations where they're like, he did this, she did this, and back and forth, and back and forth, and I'm like, ah. If you guys would just be accountable, life would be easier and you would feel more empowered. So I get super fierce about this topic and super passionate. Oh, you I are like
1: fierce that. about them being accountable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I really am. I just, I'm like, your life would be easier and your relationship oh would be better. Let's do this.
1: It is such like a, go ahead.
0: Taylor. Oh, well, I was just going to roll this into a really quick story yesterday because I was telling one of our Coworkers, um, yeah, Jesse's doing a podcast tomorrow on fierce accountability and I'm kind of doing some social media stuff around it. And so I said, When you're with your partner, what does your accountability look like? And she's like, I don't do that. <laughs> <And> I thought, <laughs> my gosh, okay, this is probably like a lot of people. They don't take accountability because A, they probably think that means they're losing and they're letting their partner win. I'm not sure. So I think just starting off with a definition of what fierce accountability is could be a great start for our listeners. Yeah. Help us out, Jesse.
2: Yeah. Okay. So for me, it's all about each of us in a relationship taking care of our side of the street, to quote probably AA or 12-step programs. So really being very quick to just own your part. So for example, even if it's something little. I'm going to jump right in to my husband and say, "Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I totally could have done that better." Mm. And not only will I say sorry, but I might say, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do next time." And it can be about something little. Like I'm not talking about monumental things. For example, we have 3 cats and my husband's amazing and does a lion's share of cleaning the litter box, and every now and then I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I am sorry. Like I'm really sucking about (laughs) cleaning the freaking litter box and you're a hero. Like I'm so appreciative that you're doing this and I want to do better. I'm going to do better. And so it's like kind of wrapping it in with some appreciation and noticing what your partner's doing well. right? And then also plan like, Hey, I'm going to do better. I'm going to start, you know, x number of times a week I'm going to do this. That's a silly example, but No, it's but it, it there's so many ways that we can be accountable and we just don't think about it. Yeah. When I first met my husband, I remember him being like it is so sexy how accountable you are. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, thanks. <laughs> it is like when someone
0: can be in that place, it's like, oh my, it feels so like, it's like free because yes. you don't have that blame going on you and someone's like taking accountability for themselves. And that is, that is sexy.
2: Well, and I think too, this is the point I really like, if you take nothing else from this, take this. So it is empowering when you choose to take fierce accountability. We have zero control over what our partner does Mm -hmm. or says or how they react or any of that. We have no control. However, when it comes to our own behaviors, we do have power. We do have control. So for the love of God, excuse me, but just like take that accountability and feel powerful. Because if I am taking that power, then I'm saying next time I can do this differently. I have some influence yeah. over how this dynamic plays out.
1: Yeah. I feel like, at the, especially at the beginning of couples counseling, it's like a wrestling match with couples to get them to focus on themselves. Because they come in there oh. and they have this like cannon load full of <laughs> resentment and frustration about their partner. And they're, it's like a fire hose. They're just like, and he did this and she did yep. that. And, and, and then when you get them to begin to explore taking some accountability for their own actions, they're like, well, yeah, I do this, but they're, <laughs> I know. they don't even, they don't take any time to yeah. stick on what they're doing that's yeah. causing the problem. And they're like immediately like, but let me tell you really what they're doing. Cause they're the one who's got the problem.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> that just reminds me too. It's Like somebody will be telling a story or giving feedback to their partner in a session. And then instead of the partner stopping and validating and saying, Oh, okay, I can see that I did do that. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. And just validating and sticking with it, they want to bring in a whole new topic often something from the past. And I'm like, that's not
0: justification. That yeah. going to work. Like <laughs> we're
2: just talking about this one issue. Let's stay with the issue.
1: Okay. So let's like slow it down for a second. Accountability we're saying is like, Hey, it's, it's the ability to come in and own your part of what's going on. That's wrong in your relationship. You know, the disruptive things that you are doing. Right. So why is that? so hard? Like, why is that not a natural thing for couples to do?
2: It's really vulnerable. I think a lot of couples, when they actually say, hey, I did this wrong, they feel like they're not good enough or not worthy or there's something wrong with them. And that's scary. And it doesn't feel good. I challenge people to look at it as like, Hey, this is positive. Like, I'm human and I can admit my failability. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay to show that I'm not perfect. I think a lot of the couples that I've worked with, they feel this like need to be perfect. And they also feel a need to win. They're very competitive. Mm -hmm. And there's this sort of debate in their dialogue. Instead of dialoguing about a topic and just having a healthy conversation, they're literally in debate mode. Yeah. One thing that I noticed
0: too is like when we get couples to finally recognize why it's so important because, you know, with the couples I see, a lot of them, they have these repetitive arguments They get stuck and it's like, uh, this has been going on for 10 years, three years, five years, whatever. I'm like, well, there's something happening on both of your parts that is making this repetitive. And I I start to talk about it as a system instead of just one person doing this or one person doing that. So when I get a couple to that place of accountability and the one person is saying, I could see how my defense and guardedness when your anxiety is present can make you feel that I'm not approachable. And I'll ask the other partner, like, how does that make you feel that your partner just kind of own that? And a hundred percent of the time it's like, I feel like I'm not crazy. Thank you. I feel validated. It's like, yeah, you guys, that's, you know, and we have to help them have those experiences in session so they can take them home. But it is so shifting in those moments.
1: Yeah. I think what, what you talked about there about the the systems component is huge because they, they've they been in this unconscious pattern of reacting to each other that's emotionally cognitively based right mm-hmm. and it's just like it, it so easily repeats it doesn't they don't even have to try it just happens over and over and over and the hard thing about accountability is it, it throws like a rock into the spokes, right? And it's like it feels almost unnatural to do it any other way because they're like, well, when my partner does this, then I do that. Now, if they would we stop doing do that, then I would stop doing this instead of like being the agent. I think accountability is really being the agent of change, right? You're yes. the one yeah, who's like saying, that. I'm going to do it different. you know, And that's hard.
2: The agent of change. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what if you're in a room with a couple and one of them is just not, not connecting to this accountability piece and refuses, like heels dug in?
2: It's a hard one. I think sometimes people get really hung up on the, but that's not my experience. That's not my perspective. That's not how I see it. I don't see that I did anything wrong. And I say, well, what if we validate your partner's feelings? Mm -hmm. So saying, I am really sorry that you felt dismissed. It wasn't my intention. I didn't even know I did that. But I'm going to watch what I say because clearly that was hard for you. So I think that's kind of like a workaround a little. It's still accountable, but it's not – you're not totally owning like I did something wrong, but you're like, hey, I acknowledge that you feel crappy about the way I said something.
1: It's like a step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. Yeah. 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 I think though that 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 whole like intent piece, I mean, that's like a huge thing in our culture right now too, right? Around like how much does intent matter, right? Because everybody will say like, well, intent is everything. And, you know, Just because you don't intend to hurt your partner doesn't mean you're not hurting them. Right. You know, and just because you don't intend to do it doesn't mean that what you did isn't destructive. And intent can kind of, if you're not careful, it can kind of wrap it in a layer. Intent then becomes justification. And that's when a partner really shuts down too, right? If you're like, oh, this is the way I was hurt. And you're like, well, I I was justified for it. Right. That wasn't my intent, but I was justified to do it. You know, and that's like, okay, well, then I guess it's just going to continue.
2: Yeah, one of the the other ways that in this program, all of us therapists here use accountability is through a process, and you guys can probably explain it better than me, but a process called relational cognitive restructuring. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this process is that essentially people are looking at the ways they're getting triggered In relationship, and instead of being like, Oh my gosh, you suck. You did everything wrong. They're taking it inward and going, How did this affect me? What are my thoughts? What are my feelings? What are my behaviors? And what are the negative core beliefs that are associated? So negative core beliefs often start when we're young kids mm-hmm. and they can be things like, I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. So we're basically saying like, it's our own crap. That's the right. issue here. Yeah, It's not you. And that's powerful.
0: I think that is so helpful because it it brings an individual and then the couple system back to like, Oh my gosh, this comes from such an early place. And I'm always saying like when we're kids and we all have different upbringings, but like parents yelled at us. And how often did our parents like, you know what, mommy you know, I shouldn't have done, I was overreactive. I was really reacting out of stress right now, honey. I'm so, how many of our parents took accountability? No, we, we just got blamed like do this better. Well, that's my experience (laughs) that I did not have parents that took accountability. And like, I am as a parent, I am constantly where like, you know what? That was not okay. I wish I would have said it this way. I didn't. Mommy made a mistake. I'm going to try harder next time because that is like – that is where we learn accountability from our parents. But again, how often do we – are our parents accountable for their stuff? Very I, I, rarely. I, I totally
2: think. got goosebumps, of course, because love when every time. <laughs> but as you said that, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It just – it shows kids it's okay to be human. Like you're you not expected to be perfect. I mean, how many of us deal with perfectionism and striving for this unhealthy ideal of being perfect? And by you, Tara, in in that moment, telling your kids like, hey, I could have done this better. It lets them know there's going to be things that they're not going to do Great. And that's okay. But if they can own it, they're going to be a lot healthier and happier.
0: Well, yeah. Because when we're kids, we just want to please our parents. Even if they're abusive parents, it doesn't matter. I mean, if we don't, as parents, like take accountability, like our kids will be caretakers of us. And that is not cool. When it's I think, not healthy for them.
1: I think within also within couples that like when somebody is accountable, right? If they're like, hey, This is something that I'm doing that's not helpful to us. It creates a new process of them looking inward and being like, why am I doing that? Like, you know, like like personally for me around like my instinctual defensiveness, right? If I don't take accountability for my defensiveness, then I'm constantly focusing on Tara and justifying why. But the minute that I say, yes, Tara, I was really defensive in that moment. I U-turn and I'm like, okay, why am I defensive? Because really it, those were just words. Like she just yeah. said a few things to me or that was just a reaction or she just like, you know, maybe even she criticized me a little bit, but like, God, like, why am I? And then, and then it's like, it becomes a whole internal process for me to change and do it differently versus like what you said earlier, where it's just like, well, if you would just stop criticizing me, then I wouldn't be defensive. You yeah. know? <laughs>
0: Going really quick back to that relational cognitive restructuring, that you've got to do it at the right time because if it's too early and it's interesting because I you know I say you know whether you're you have a because I always say this will start to become automatic the more you do it but the first few times you want to write it down because it takes a lot of
1: well help people understand what that is
2: like
0: so it's like let's just say. There's a trigger that happens, and it doesn't necessarily mean that both partners have to be triggered, but usually they are. But let's just say EJ gave me a look when I asked him to go tell one of our children to plug their phone away, and I got... I got like, I could feel my tension in my body and I was like, "Whoa!" and so I go and I, again, if it's a trigger that I know, like, Hey, this is like my response is definitely bigger than it should be. That's information in my body that I have to figure out. So I'll go and I'll be like, what are my thoughts? Like, Oh my God, like, I'm just trying to ask him to do this. Why does he keep judging me? Like, am I just a monster for having to like set boundaries? And I kind of go through all my thoughts, which are many and automatic and very not pleasant. And then I identify my feelings. Like I feel frustrated, judged, scared, alone, right? Um, And then I write down my behavior. I'll usually like be abrupt and more terse. I might walk away. I might like pout. There's a lot of behaviors I'll do. And then I'll try to understand what the negative core belief, this is where you kind of have to go a little bit deeper, right? And for me, usually, like in that case, it's like, I don't matter, right? I'm trying to like... Set boundaries for our kids, and da, da da da, and like EJ just giving me a look can actually activate like I don't matter. Oh, and then I go back to my childhood where there were many moments of I don't matter, you know. And then I I reframe that, and I'm like, no, I know I matter. I'm just triggered. Like this is okay. I am safe. I can handle this. EJ was not trying to hurt me in this way. And then I can come back to EJ and say like, look, I have to let you know in this moment I was triggered this is what happened for me. This is the process. And like, it's crazy. But the more I do this work, it's like I, now I, I don't even have to like sit down and write it all out very rarely because it's so automatic because I recognize all of my negative core beliefs. But the important thing is I'm now restructuring them to be like, actually I do matter. I am important. And then when we have, especially in couple sessions, when we're getting to those negative core beliefs, like I'm insignificant, I'm not important. And I'll ask the partner, like, hey, what do you want your person to know right now? And they will look them in the eye and say that you are important. You do matter. Um, tearjerker. It's like huge. And I know I kind of just went off
1: well, I mean, the rail with that, w- but what what Tara was was showing everybody out there is that accountability is like the beginning of a next process. And that, and that's why Jesse is is saying like why she's so fierce about this is that accountability gives people the gateway to self-growth. Once they take it, that's great for the couple. But then there's the next step of what Tara's talking is some sort of, and we use this cognitive restructuring technique, but there's many of them, like some contemplative process right. that you use to understand that behavior, right? Yeah. And, and there's many out there. I mean, that's the thing is, you you know, and, and that's a, what a great therapist is for or a great book that, that's helping you self-grow, but, but accountability originates this process of like, okay, why? Why am I acting this
0: way? And again, that is just to like, this is a skill that people learn. This does not come like, oh, I'm going to explore that negative core belief that my partner just triggered. No, like it takes when I'm going, when I'm taking couples through this cognitive relational structuring, it's constantly like, well, she did this. And I'm like, no, a thought about yourself, right. Or a feeling that you had. And it's like, it takes time and attention to really put it back on you because it's not innate. It's not. It's a new kind of way of being with your triggers. What we want to do is blame the person outside of us that makes us feel bad.
1: So what happens, Jesse? like when you see a couple that that they get behind you and they're like, "Okay, I'm going to be accountable. What does that change in their relationship?
2: Honestly, I feel like it changes everything. Their whole dynamic. They finally stop competing with Mm -hmm. one another and looking for a winner and a loser, they start to have the belief we're on the same team, we have each other's back. We're in this together. We're in this together, giving each other the benefit of the doubt. It's like a whole mindset change about who they are as a couple. And it's phenomenal to watch. Mm -hmm.
1: And what gums it up? because it's also like our relationships, we also end up falling back into old patterns, right? So when you have a couple who's like trying to be more accountable to each other, but it's just like, they're having a hard time getting momentum with it. Why Why is that?
2: From what I've noticed, it's usually people who've been together for like 20 years and they've just been in these old patterns right. for so freaking long. They don't know how to just yeah. get out of the patterns. But also I think it's just, it's vulnerable every time that you decide to be accountable. And a lot of people don't like being vulnerable because it's an emotional risk to be vulnerable. And you could get hurt and you could get rejected and you could get judged. And even if you have a safe, wonderful relationship, Mm -hmm. there's still a little fear for a lot of people in the back of our minds that this time the person could hurt us. So it is a very brave thing to do, to take accountability.
1: Yeah, and I think it's hard too, because it, it's easy if both people in the couple are sort of in the same place with it and both are like, yeah, I'm going to be accountable. Yeah, I'm going to be accountable. But sometimes it doesn't sync up like that, right? And like one person is being accountable and the other is struggling to do it. And then that doesn't totally feel great for that person who's yeah. being accountable. And right. it, You know, it's, uh, that that's super hard.
0: One of the big questions we talk about early on is like, who's the person to come back and initiate after an argument? And usually it's like, usually just one person. And the goal really throughout couples counseling and then checking in after is like, it's a nice balance of people checking in with each other, that it's not just on one person to constantly do the initiation of forgiveness yeah yeah
1: so if somebody isn't in because we we do a lot of talking in here and we talk about the idea of like when people are in couples counseling but a ton of people that listen to the show aren't in it right how do you walk out of this podcast after listening to it
2: and and apply this in some way like
1: what do you what do you think like what do you tell a couple
2: so in the most simplistic terms when something difficult happens in relationship slow down mm-hmm Pause and look inward and just try to see what your own part is in this dance.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: The power of the pause and then looking inward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, because I don't know how easy it is to do it on the fly. Especially if you're like, if you're in like a pattern of of conflict with your partner, that's just like, and and not even like, you know, horrible, horrible conflict, just, you know, kind of your normal nitpicking at each other. I think it's hard to do it in those moments when you're most activated. And I I think it's a little easier to be like, okay, I'm just going to start contemplating away from my partner. What are the ways in which I'm contributing to our negative patterns? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I I love what you're saying. And I think there's a term that I love that's like, can we just circle back to this? And, and that's really a brave thing to say, too. Like, now we're out of the difficult moment. It's not happening anymore. So some people don't want to bring it up because right. suddenly is it going to make things worse? But being able to just really kindly say, hey, can we circle back to that moment? I was thinking about it, and I realized I didn't show up as my best self. Yeah. And I really wish I could have done it better. Mm-hmm. And I am committed to doing better next mm-hmm. time and just have that moment.
0: And I think if you really know, like, cause we're going to mess it up and EJ's not going to know how to like be for me in certain moments and vice versa. And I'll be like, Hey, EJ, this is what would have felt good for me in that moment. And I kind of like also help him at times so he can have like my language. Cause his language doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to yeah. soothe me. And he'll be like, okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to try that next time. I'll still get it wrong. And I'm like, no, I know. But like just being able to be like, hey, this is what have, would have felt really good. You're letting your partner know what you need, and it's okay.
1: I think though, and this is like completely experiential on my side, is it's easier for me to take that feedback if there's been a solid amount of the accountability first. Right. Because what you're talking about is circling back. I feel like that disarms me when Tara is able to come back to me and say like, "Hey, when when this happened." You know, I did this, this and that and I you know, I don't think it was helpful and all that. And like suddenly I kinda lay down my my weapons, you know. Right. I, I suddenly my my walls go down a little bit and I'm like, Oh, like she's approaching me And then if she does move forward and is like, hey, can I tell you what would have been helpful, then Mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. But if she leads with, hey, this is what you could have done differently. Again, I'm like, I
0: never do that ever. (laughs) I'm not not ready. Like,
1: I'm not ready to hear that. Like, even if I take the feedback, I'm doing it through tension. Yeah. You know, I haven't been disarmed. And I think accountability like 100% disarms people, especially consistently using that tool is what really makes a difference, right?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. This is a practice and I love the word practice because you don't have to just get it right. You don't have to do it, do it just once. There's going to be opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to practice it in any relationship because we're, you know, two human beings trying to figure things out and we both have yeah. different backgrounds, different upbringings, different things that make us tick. So just being willing to be in the practice.
0: It's so funny, there was this like little cartoon or something I saw yesterday, and I'm definitely going to get this wrong. But it's like, in order to be good at something, you're going to be bad at it first. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all. Yeah. It's okay.
1: Yeah. I think uh, something that Tara and I've been talking a little bit about and continue to formulate our ideas around how to help people is like, relationship as a lifestyle, like relationship wellness as a lifestyle, not as a Band-Aid. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, let's just like fix this one thing that's like suddenly become chronic and, and problematic in our relationship. But instead that these things like accountability, like opening your heart to your partner, like telling them what what would have felt good, that that just becomes a part of your lifestyle together. You know, it's I don't still so, I don't think yeah. people look at it that way. Like I certainly don't look at it that way a lot of times. Right. All right. So you know what really originated this uh, podcast today was was Jesse saying like look this is something that like I'm on fire about and that I am I'm fierce about accountability and I think that what I liked about coming out of this is it wasn't necessarily that you have to be fiercely accountable <laughs> but that we are fierce in the idea that like <laughs> accountability is just so important and accountability. We've sort of like said is like that ability to look back at yourself, to look back at yourself and say, like, hey, here is the pattern of behavior. Here's the thoughts. Here are the things that I'm doing that I'm willing to say aren't helping our relationship. And when you do that, it has a tendency to greatly shift negative dynamics in your relationship. And it gives you the ability to personally grow yourself, you know? And that's what we're here for, right? At the end of the day is helping people individually grow, which then is going to help their relationship.
0: Yes. Accountability to have freedom. And again, we always use the term to give and receive love freely. That's what we want in life. Life is difficult enough, right? And we always say like, okay, when things are stressful out here and we don't feel connected to our partner, they are 10 times more stressful. But if we have that connection with our partner, it's just more manageable and we all deserve this. So let's look at accountability, talk about it with your partner. When things are neutral, we will have show notes in here and always reach out around podcast ideas or even like, you know. The ways that you take accountability and how you learn to do that, because we all learn from one another. Yeah.
1: And thank you, Jesse, once Always. again for being on the show.
0: Thank you for
2: having me. Yeah.
1: I mean, one of the things I really appreciate about Jesse is that you bring such passion to this work. Your ideas are amazing, and they're they're positive for our couples. And like Tara said before, like we you. see couples walking out of sessions with Jesse, and they're ebullient. You know, they're yep. excited. They're changing. I
0: don't you know, know what so, she does in there.
1: Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being a part of everything we do.
0: I know. We are so grateful for you.
1: So please, you know, follow us on Instagram. We are at relationship underscore renovation. You can like us on Facebook at He Said, She Said Counseling, or you can search for Relationship Renovation on Facebook. And don't forget to also check us out on TikTok. We are Relationship Renovation.
0: And if you have questions or feedback, send us an email at info at he said she said counseling.com. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye. Me
1: and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same.